Well, I'll figure that out later. Yeah, do that on your own time, dog. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you sit here and let me <laughs> and let me test this shit out. Uh, oh man. Hey, it's going. So, yeah. Uh, it's going good. It's going good. I, I had a thought. Like literally like five minutes ago. Uh something that we didn't mention in our discussion of sleepaway camp. Mm-hmm. Cause you spent most of, most of that episode trying to fill me in on what the fuck I had watched <laughs> or what I had seen. But it just yeah, it dawned on me. It was like, man, that that movie is very transphobic. Oh yeah. In a major way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 the original Ace Ventura. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cause I, I was just thinking, I was like, man, that is it's a very transphobic film. Now I look at tracks. I mean, it came out in the eighties, eighty three. Yeah. Because I'm I was thinking, and you know, because you were so kind enough to walk me through the ending of that film and what happened. No, there's there was there was no motive given as to why this kid was just killing these people outside of just how vile and nasty they his victims were. To me, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, but 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 it's like no, no, you're well, right. my, but my point is, so why did it have to be? You know, the whole reveal was that oh my god, this girl is actually a dude. Yeah, it's like what did that what did that that didn't mean anything in it, the it, grand it scheme of things. It didn't mean anything other than I agree. I agree. And like, uh, especially at the time, I mean, you remember growing up at that time, like transphobia was everywhere. Like, oh, yeah. That was just a norm. That was normal. Like, oh, yeah, that's weird. You should be afraid of that. And then to like to make the villain that I, you're, it's a it's a great point. Like, yes, I think the only purpose it has in the movie, which is still like <laughs> pretty toxic and messed up, is just to say that, like, isn't this messed up? <laughs> like, isn't isn't this bad? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, they they use it as a way where it's almost like the that reveal was the horror of this horror movie. Yeah, not not the, not the murders, but the fact that oh my god, the murderer. Yeah, that's, that's actually, a really good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is actually uh you know a a, a boy or you know is uh, is trans right because because that's how it ends. It's like that's the yeah. big shock where it's like and, oh my god, and it's like and not not in the movie nor are we directed as an audience to be shocked by the murders? Right. Yeah. You're, yeah, you're totally right. Yeah. I guess the only difference is that like, like if we're comparing this to Ace Ventura, as far as transphobic, transphobic movies, the uh, in, in sleepaway camp, the kid is not trans. The, the crazy mom or aunt or whatever is forcing the child to be right something else that it isn't and then and then that kid also witnessed like the manslaughter of its brother and or, or sister and uh father father so it, like it, it the kid went crazy and then that crazy aunt or whatever tr- deeply traumatized the kid by forcing it to be a gender it wasn't it wasn't yeah so i guess like if if you were if there was justification it would be like oh this kid is just like like a just a soup of trauma and then like that's why but you're right though like as the audience the last shot is like isn't that crazy like isn't this right, scary yeah. that like it, it's a trans kid like the, yeah because yeah, the murders totally right. them, yeah the murders themselves were just treated i mean literally as an afterthought i mean they there were n- never any talks well i guess there were some talks about the camp possibly being shut down right after like the third person died <laughs> in a week <laughs> you know what i mean but like the murder just kind of happened and, yeah like life goes on yeah uh and then, yeah, that final shot where it's like, here's a big reveal. Here's, and it's like, this is why this happened. This is, yeah, yeah. And totally I'm right. like, oh, okay, I guess. But yeah. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Like, yeah, you're right. The shocking part 
is supposed to be like, oh, this this girl is a boy. Yeah. Isn't that scary? <laughs> and you're like, it, right. no, it's not really. Isn't that scary? And, oh, well, that explains everything. Yeah. R- right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, because of course, one of these people would be a crazy murderer. Yeah. yeah. That's weird, too. It's like, that's like that subtle, not so subtle, but like, I get, not su- subtle is the wrong word. It's like that ingrained bigotry. Yeah. From the time, obviously it still exists now, but like, especially at the time where it's just like, no, no, it's okay to make. Oh, there was, yeah, there was never a thought given as to, yeah, no, you're right. It was just part of the, uh, the zeitgeist at the time. Like, like, well, who, yeah, this is obviously a horror because who in their right mind would one do this on their own? And like, and yet it's true that this kid, it was, this was forced upon the child. Uh, but yeah, just one of those things, just like at the time being gay, where it was just right. And that's why, like, you know, uh, even like movies up until like the last 10 years have really changed. in as far as cinema, like inclusion and being like way more uh, understanding and, and obviously there's still, you know, misses, but like, it's, it's so much different now. Oh yeah. But I was thinking about like, even like what you just said with being gay, like char- gay characters were either like a, like a kind of swishy sachet stereotype or, you know, like Hollywood and mannequin, which I'm not, Hayden on mannequin mannequins amazing i love my mannequin so much but like that type of that that's the only type of character that could be gay they were or, very feminine or they were threats yeah or, or, exactly or a villain like yeah. uh uh what is it uh the matt damon one matt damon one. talented mr ripley talented mr ripley yeah. which is a good movie but it's like yeah they, they're either a, a runway model or a murderer yeah like there was like yeah. no just like a regular person who happens it, to also it, be gay Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I never saw uh talented Mr. Ripley. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I mean, they're all good actors, so it's good. Yeah. 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 But sorry to spoil it. <laughs> Matt Damon. Oh no, I no, I, I knew. I I yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No worries. That movie for a thirty seven year old movie. I was gonna say they came out like what, ninety eight, ninety seven. Is it really that long? Like that? All right, Google yeah. Master, let's go ahead. Let's figure that out. Oh, you want me to? Yeah, well, yeah so I, got the, I got the mic in front of my keyboard, so I may not be oh, Googling okay, okay, as fast okay, as, I, I <laughs> as I normally can. Uh, town. Oh, man, I can't even type right. Town. Wow. Oh, here he goes. Boom. Uh, let's see. 99. Okay. Wow, man, you were close. That was good. Yeah. Yeah, 99. That still counts. It counts. That's the same. They were shooting yeah. it in 98. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's a good point. I think like Ace Ventura is for sure the worst. Like it's a great movie, and nobody thought at the time how like harmful it was. I mean, trans people probably did. I didn't even. It been it been so long since I've seen Ace Ventura that when you mentioned that before, in a similar vein, I was like, I'm thinking about what? What are you talking about? Like who? But then I'm like, oh yeah, the whole, the kicker, like the yeah yeah Einhorn Finkelstein yeah. Einhorn. Yeah. yeah, the whole thing is like, isn't it gross that this woman used to be a man? And then, like, there's like a two minute where everybody's vomiting. Like, that's right. Uh, it was Sean Young, right? Yeah, the actress. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. I, okay, yeah. All right, it's coming back to me. Yeah, everybody starts throwing up. And all yeah, that. he yeah. spins her around, and she shows, and he shows that she's been like tucking her genitals behind her, uh, between her legs, and yeah. everybody starts throwing up, and like that's the joke. Like, you actually made out with or made love to a man. Isn't that so disgusting? Yeah. <laughs> it's really yeah. crazy. It's really crazy. Shit, yeah. Yeah. 
But again, times like, it's, have it's, changed. yeah, it was just the times. It's it's not it's obviously not right, but it's like, yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah, it's pretty wild. As I was thinking about that kind of last night while I was watching um, the new She-Hulk episode, and just thinking about like how different it, and huge improvements have been made whether you know the companies are doing it for the right reasons or not it doesn't who cares it's still it's causing an impact where it's like here's a show super sex positive female lead is she white yeah i think so yeah okay but there's a bunch of non-white leads in shows now which is great and then non-straight not it's just like everything is is really in the last I don't know, like 10 years or so, maybe even five years, have, is a huge shift of like way more inclusive, far more progressive. Uh, it's, it's, it's just cool. It's just cool to see. Well, I mean, yeah, all that's true. Um, but honestly, it's just, I mean, even if you just want to get past all the, you know, you know, representation, all that kind of stuff, it just makes fucking sense. Yeah. When you're when you're when you're based in a show either in New York or in LA, yeah, <laughs> and you're seeing people of different ethnicities and yeah. backgrounds, it's like that's how it is out here. Yes, you know it's so whether you're even trying that that that's the creator's intent, you know, even just being accurate and authentic to the city that the story is being based in. It's right like, there, you go. It's not like this friends bullshit where they're in New York, yeah, which is just bullshit all the way around in terms of an all white cast and all white. Uh, background uh well, it, what do you it, call those actors uh extras extras yeah and then the whole the whole rent situation i mean how do these motherfuckers living in these giant ass fucking apartments well in that's, New York? that's even ev back then. every sitcom was like i mean even now like any sitcom is like yeah you're a you're a waitress and you have this beautiful brownstone or like you know yeah not you true work at a yeah. shoe store and you have a loft it's you know, so that's always absurd like any any uh any sitcom but yeah like the the ethnicity thing for sure like not that these five friends are all white that who cares but like yeah that there's just like there's <laughs> no black brown asian people like yeah. in new york in new york yeah this is where everybody came first <laughs> like <laughs> yeah i know right <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna see diversity it's in new york uh well i mean so you saw the, the latest episode then i did she all yeah yeah it's fun man it continues to be fun and no stakes like that i think that's why i'm enjoying it is because it's not taking itself too seriously it's just a, i think you said it last week or the week before it's like it's a marvel alley mcbeal yeah and um, yeah very yeah. yeah very breezy yeah and uh yeah i mean the end of this episode it teased what looks to be uh the introduction of stakes into the show right um because you're right but uh, but i'm like you it's like honestly like this could just be 30 minutes of just, just it's cute that I, day in the life yeah. of she-hulk yeah you know in her in her 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 people i agree everybody's and charming and yeah it's it's totally fine i like it yeah me too i'm digging it yeah i need to like it and i love that it's i mean obviously they'll, they'll it's tied in kind of tangentially but like i like that it's not it has nothing to do with the multiverse fine i'm just getting so bored with yeah, this multiverse and everything they're doing um, well, yeah. it ain't going away. No, <laughs> but, <laughs> no, it is not. So yeah, so but so yeah, but to your point, I am enjoying this respite uh, for as long as it lasts. Yeah, I know. At least the films, I think, are going to be leaning more into the multiverse stuff at some point. Yeah, and honestly, I wish they would stick with that. With like, the films can be this huge, big, epic story, and then the shows can be isolated, and yeah. they, you can still reference it. Let's you know, like 
Daredevil, the first season of Daredevil did that, where they would talk about the uh, events of Avengers, but like it was its own thing. It had nothing yeah. to do with that. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. Use the shows for like um, world building, you know yeah. what I mean? Or expanding that world. You yeah. Know, uh, Give me a different story. Like, yeah. And the stakes on the shows, I mean, they don't have to be high. They really no, don't. It's, no. it's a, it's a TV show. Yeah, and it's like you're using these Keep smaller small. characters. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're using these smaller characters. Give me a smaller story. It, it's like when they, you know, with Batman movies, when they try to like, oh, Batman's taking on, you know, space demons or something. You're like, no, no. Yeah, that's, no. That's not what I want Batman for. Batman doesn't yeah. do that. Yeah, uh, yeah. We, yeah, we talked about that before with yeah. him in the Justice League, where it's like, no. Uh, y'all be on the battlefield. yeah. I'll be the guy in the chair. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, uh, strategizing. I'm the smartest guy here. I'll plan yeah. it all out for you. But like, exactly. I'm not, I'm not getting in there. <laughs> I'm not getting in there. What am I going to do against a hundred parademons? Like, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. This is not what I do. No. This, uh, you guys that can fly and, you know, absorb bullets and stuff. Have fun. Um, yeah. This is not the best use of my <laughs> bat skills. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to set this one out. Yeah. I'll detect things from far away. Yes. Um, yeah. And they did in She-Hulk. They did. Uh, they introduced Dare the re reemergence of daredevil which will be interesting to see they showed his uh, helmet the his yellow helmet, yeah. the yellow version um, which i was never a fan of i hope uh, same he he gets rid of that pretty soon yeah i here. hope it's like i hope it's like a just like a throwaway thing like he tries it on it's like nah nah yeah yeah i hope but i don't know because i did hear that they you know they're bringing daredevil back but they want to show like the lighter side of Daredevil, which I, i'm good I, even as much as i enjoyed that original series, at least the first season uh, or first two seasons, or, well, I guess they were all good. And it, 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 when it got to well, the, the hand stuff, two. yeah, yeah the when it got to the hand stuff, it was good. bad. But like, as much as I enjoyed it, it is heavy and dark. Yeah. So it's like I'm okay with a lighter version. Um, well, I mean, da- I mean, Daredevil in the comics typically was a, and when I say light, I'm, or like, when you say light, like, I'm like saying Spider Man, like a Spider Man, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah exactly. I mean, still stakes and still, you know, a lot of you know shit going down, but, but not, it was not as oppressively dark and yeah, brooding like, uh, like a Batman. Brooding. Yeah. And I think that's all it was. It, all that stuff was a reaction. It's weird. Comics changed as a reaction to Frank Miller's Batman. Um, I mean, even Daredevil <laughs> changed as a result of Batman. Well, I mean, the 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 iterations of Daredevil that we've seen, whether it was that Ben Affleck movie or the TV show on, yeah. on Netflix. We're all based off of Frank Miller's version of Daredevil. Daredevil. Yeah, which which was a, a a reaction to his version of Batman, right? The year one stuff. Uh, was, right, yeah. Was like Which one came first? Did he do uh, Batman year one think, first think, or did he get into I think into year it? one was before Born Again, I think. Or is that the... I want to I wanna say, you can check, but yeah. I... Because Batman is such a step up from Daredevil. Yeah. I kind of want to say, well, kind of make more sense that he had done his daredevil run first got the attention of, of everybody. And then that's when he was given the reins to do Batman. Oh no. Born again was first born again was 86. Year one was 88. Okay. See. Yeah. So it's the other way. Yeah. 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 Well, well, there you go. So I so guess I was right. All, <laughs> what you're saying is I was right. You, I, that's what I'm saying. You were right. Okay. Right. I just get one clarification. Uh, everybody B was right. Um, whoever's keeping track, just go ahead and, and put one check in B's column. Oh, I've already done it. <laughs> <laughs> done. Yes, we got the Google Excel sheet up. Um, huh. So that's okay. Well, there you go. So yeah. So born again. And then he turned that into the Batman thing. Yeah. Um, but then it's weird how that, that happened with comics. But then with movies, 
after Chris Nolan's stuff, everything was then like, okay, make it super dark. Everything's got to be super dark. Yeah. And it's just at least weird. on the DC side. Yeah. But then I think yeah. Marvel took that with with Daredevil. They're like, okay, well, this is our version. This is our Batman. Obviously, like they're like very similar characters. Yeah. Hey, speaking of Google, because I was just I just came over that when you mentioned Google, uh, we should get a shared Google Doc, okay, that we can use for the show. Uh, oh, that's so good we, idea. we we could put our uh, bomb disposal concept, or if we want to just keep them. No, no, because I, I don't want to know ahead of time. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like just having a shared doc where maybe we can both kind of before, like during the week or the, the run up to when we record, just have, you know, a list of things we want to talk about. If you, there's anything that you just want to make sure you get to or we sure. get to. I'm down. Yeah. I use, I use Google Docs a lot at work. Do you? And, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, just, you know, everybody can access it or you can, you know, whoever you want can access it and update it and stuff like that. So it's pretty cool. All right. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down. Um... So we didn't talk about it, but we were going to do this last week. That's why. Um, I saw Barbarian. Yeah, yeah, you, you saw it. Okay. Wait, did you see it in the theaters? I did. I did. Nice, nice. And. Wait, can I guess? Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. oh never mind, never yeah. mind. You, you thought I wasn't going to like it? I mean, with you, you I never know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't, don't try to hold you. me in a box, B. Yeah, I'm an enigma I, wrapped in a riddle. You are, you yeah. are, you are, you're I, both those things. I loved it, man. It was, it was amazing. I think we talked about this before. Like, I love a quiet horror movie with a small cast in a small setting. Yeah, me too. And I think I mentioned that, and you said Barbarian fits that. And uh, yeah, you were right. It's, uh, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, so good. I know. I, I was, I was, I was taken, I was taken aback. Uh, when I, when I saw it, when, when yeah. it was over. And it was just so fun because, because like, I think I mentioned it last week where I just found out about it the day before I saw it. Mm. Like I, I never heard about this movie and it was just off the, the reviews that I read where I'm like, oh, okay, this sounds pretty fun. Let me check this out. And it was just fun to go see a movie, one that's good, and two, that I, I knew so little about. Mm -hmm. I tell you, man, it's Heading the best. in. Yeah, it's yeah, the best. Where everything, the way it unfolded, like once it got past the initial uh, uh, setup, setup of the the situation with the airbnb i mean i had no idea where the movie was going yeah none and it was just so fun to be on that ride and just the unexpected and not knowing what was happening and then when they introduced justin long i'm yeah. like there's somebody it's such a shift yeah i actually thought maybe there was a mistake in yeah. the in the projector <laughs> like did somebody splice the is this, is know, this a different reel for something else yeah yeah but then I, I knew Justin Long was in it, so I'm like, okay, well, no, this must be it. But just the way that it shifts, yeah, I, I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, um, I, and it's weird; it does it a few times because it introduces elements very organically, like nothing is forced. Um, but yeah, you you can't you can't even up until the end, like you can't predict exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, 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 and I and I just love the. Uh, because again, Detroit is a character in and of itself in this in this movie. Because when when she arrives at the Airbnb, it's dark, right? And so you can't really see the neighborhood. I mean, it doesn't look the best, but yeah. it's so dark, you know, uh, you can't see the homes and the houses. And that reveal the next day when she's going to her interview, and you see that street, that neighborhood. Yeah, she in, walks in out the, the daylight. house and looks around, and it's terrifying it's a horror like yeah. that is that right there was a horror i was yeah. like what the fuck and her reaction to it was brilliant too yeah uh and when she goes to meet up with her for, at the job interview 
Well, let's, 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 let's paint it real quick for anybody else listening. So go, do, do the setup then. For what? The movie. Like, so anybody listening knows what's happening. Uh, I did, didn't I? The Airbnb situation? What's the situation? How much do we want to spill? Let's get into it. Let's get it. What else we got to talk about? Okay. All right. Well, spoilers. Okay. Yeah. Spoilers. Big, big, big spoilers. Okay. Yes. So, oh, so yeah, yeah. So the movie starts. Uh, I forget the, the main character's name. I'm really bad with names in movies and stuff when I see them. Um, but she's there in town. Uh, she got an interview to be a part of this documentary crew. She's fine as hell, too. She is. She's she's pretty, though. Yeah. Um, and so the movie starts, and she's at her Airbnb. It's raining. It's at night. Uh, she finds out that, you know, she in her attempts to get into the house, uh, she finds out that the key isn't placed where it should be. And she's, you know, understandably flummoxed by this. She tries to call to see what's going on. It's back rain. in her car. It's pouring rain. And then she sees the light turn on in the house. So she goes back to the front door and starts knocking on the door. And uh, there's, there's a guy inside. And he opens the door. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and I love his reaction, too. He's like, uh, can I help you? <laughs> like, what, yeah. what is this crazy woman doing on my steps this late, you know? And it's, it's Bill Skarsgård who plays uh, Pennywise. Pennywise, yeah. And uh, so basically what happens is that they uh, this Airbnb, they it double booked to occupants. And so... The initial thing that you think, and he and he invites her in. He's like, "Look, you know, you might as well come inside, uh, get warm, stay dry, you know." And of course, he's reluctant, as any person would be in that situation. She doesn't know this guy from Adam, and uh, and so you think that the movie is going to just be about the relationship between this woman and this man being sharing this home, this house together, and them not knowing each other, and the uh, the gender dynamics. You know, him being a man, her be- being a woman. Yeah. You know, you're not sure if he's a good guy. Is he? And they're playing it ambiguous where it's like, he's not doing anything creepy, but just the way they're framing it and and always cutting to her reactions, who she's obviously very scared and, and apprehensive. Appre- yeah. You think like, oh, he's going to turn at some point. Like he- But in, in his attempts to not be creepy. Yeah. And overly non-threatening. Yeah. It comes off as, okay, no, I don't trust this guy. Yeah. Because there's that scene where he, you know, she's taking a shower and, you know, uh, she comes out. And he's sitting at the kitchen table, and so the the the, the company that rented the house they, they left a bottle of of uh, wine, and they have this conversation where he was like, "Oh yeah, uh, you know, we've got this bottle of wine. Uh, I made sure not to open it until you were present, just so that you know you know that I didn't do anything to it." And going out of his way to kind of share this bottle with her, and and again, like it's a very effective scene in that it's like, first of all, you think, "Well, that's nice of him," yeah, but then it's like that's kind of a little. It's also Too creepy, nice. yeah. It's yeah. also creepy a little bit, and yeah. He, and he's yeah, he's a very good looking guy. He's super charming and like really calm. So you think like yeah, he's he's got to be setting her up. He's he's totally setting her up. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, well, you can take it from here because I really didn't. I wasn't planning on getting deep dive into okay. it. So yeah. So then yes. Uh, so then she they end up kind of being like, okay, it's all good. And he's like, look, you take the room, I'll take the couch. We'll figure it out tomorrow. And at this point, like they're really vibing, like. A lot of chemistry. They're liking each other. She goes to bed, and this is, and then there's a cool like the first time she goes into the bathroom, they show her locking the door, and then when she goes into the room, before she locks the door, he comes back in to the room, and he opens the door, and he's like, "Oh, here's like an extra like a blanket or something like that," and then he shuts the door, which makes you think like he did that on purpose so that she wouldn't think of locking the door. She goes to bed in the middle of the night. She realizes the door is open. Right, yeah. So then you think like, oh, he did it. Now he's messing with her or whatever. 
And um, and she goes to confront him on the couch. And he's snoring, fast asleep, snoring his head off. Snoring and making all kind of like, almost oh, yeah. like he was having a nightmare. He's having a nightmare. Uh, and so that is like a ref, like, oh man, what's going on with this guy? Right. But then, you know, she wakes him up. He freaks which out. I th- which, I found, which I found funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she really wanted to know who opened her door. She was like, I don't give a fuck that you're sleeping. <laughs> my, my, and she goes to wake him up. And this guy's in the midst of what looks to be a pretty uh, scary dream. Yeah. And he wakes up and he's like, what the? Yeah? Can I help you? What the fuck are you doing waking me up? It makes me think about like my best friends growing up, Nick and Dan. Um, Nick was like, two years older than us, Dan and I. And... Um, like they're my best friends since second grade, and uh, like around high school, you know, we we're like constantly, you know, our whole lives, we we're constantly messing with each other. Like, uh, we'd get into like full on fist fights, and you know, we'd shoot each other with BB guns. Like, we were rough kids with each other. And uh, Nick got a job, and he was like sixteen, and so Dan and I were, I don't know, fourteen or whatever. And uh, so he'd come home from his job, and he'd be like passed out on his bed, dead tired. It'd be a Saturday or whatever, and Dan and I would go in the room and like run over to him and like start shaking him violently dude, dude wake up wake up wake up wake up and we and as soon as he's like whoa what and we'd be like go to sleep <laughs> that's fucked up man <laughs> yeah so we do stuff like that to him and when when uh she wakes him up <laughs> that's a dangerous thing it's dangerous to wake somebody up yeah uh, that suddenly because you know yeah. what i mean i'm i'm surprised your boy dan never threw a fist yeah, like, yeah 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 <laughs> uh, i've done that uh when people have like even gently, like woken me up. I hit punch them. Like, I, yeah. sorry, sorry. Yeah, it's like my bad. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it wasn't intentional. But that's what made me think of it when she wakes him up. I started thinking about that. So, um, she wakes him up, and they're like, he's like, I didn't do it. I didn't open it. I have no idea. Like, maybe it's just open. It's fine. And then you kind of realize that maybe there's. And I think you see a shadow at the back of the house. I was gonna say they they have a shot where you see the hallway where the steps leading down into the basement are, which we'll discover and- tomorrow. Right. And so you kind of think, okay, well, obviously somebody else is in this. At least that was, that was my thing. Yeah. Somebody else is in this house. Yeah. And I thought like, because at this he's point, got a, he's got a partner. He's got a friend. Right. Right. Because at this point, I think, okay, well, here's where the horror begins, I guess, in this movie. Right. And he, and I don't know. I'm like, is it a creature? Is it another person? Is it some, uh, some, some, some haunting type situation? Right. You have no idea. The that's where it's guy, like, okay, that's exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So as you mentioned, she's, she, she came into that to Detroit to interview with a filmmaker to be part of her documentary crew. And uh, so she steps outside the next day to go to the interview. And yeah. They Beautiful sh- day, bright gorgeous. and shiny. Yeah. You can see that neighborhood in all its uh, Detroit glory. And they still only have one key. And so Bill Skarsgård is like, well, I gotta, I'm leaving earlier than you. And she's like, okay, well, you're going to be back before me. So take the key. And then when you come back, just put it in the lockbox. And then I'll be, she's like, great. She leaves, she walks outside, she sees like the neighborhood is completely dilapidated. Like all the houses are falling apart, graffiti everywhere. It, it looks like a war zone. It, it really does. Yeah. And, and the house that they're staying in is the only house on that street so that, is in, that is in proper condition. Yeah. It stands out like a sore thumb. Yeah. Like literally every other home around is, I mean, it's, it's probably one of the most terrifying looking neighborhoods yeah, 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 that I've yeah, ever yeah. seen. Totally. Yeah. And, and so I started thinking like, oh, well, okay, so this is how he lures people here. He, 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 may, he doesn't have, this isn't an Airbnb. This is his thing. It's like his gimmick. Yeah. He, he lures people here and it's like, oh, I guess they double booked, but it's actually him orchestrating all this. That's what I thought. And it's like, if you're watching it, you're like, that's a cool story, but that is not correct even a little bit. No, <laughs> it's no. It's so wrong. 
So she goes to her interview, goes great. The filmmaker's like, basically like, yeah, you're in. I'll call you later, but I can't wait to work with you. And then she's like, where are you staying? And our hero, she says, the town. And then the filmmaker is like sheet white. And she's like, what? Yeah. You shouldn't be staying there. She's like, oh. and then the girl's like, oh, I know it's a little bad. And she's like, no, 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 no. You should not be staying there. Um, and then you start thinking like, oh, is this a known thing that there's like a crazy killer in the but she's like, I'll be fine. I'm tough. Her reaction so to good. where she was staying was was awesome. Yeah. Like, again, because I mean, because it's like in, in any other movie, you just be, you know, alive. Like, oh, you sure? Like, yeah. You know, be safe. But like you said, the look on her face when she finds out where she is staying within this Airbnb, she's like, are you joking? Yeah. Like, she's she like, people oh, don't you should there. not be there. Yeah. Like, what do you? Yeah. Yeah. It was really good. And that's the thing about this movie. Why it's so good. It really is so good. Is that. It, oh, her name is Tess. Tess. I looked up Tess, the character you. Tess. Tess. Yeah. And, then, and what's uh, Bill Skarsgård's name? Keith. Keith? Keith. Keith. Tess and Keith. Yeah. So, you know, with horror, it's like all about reaction. It doesn't matter what it is. Like the people have to sell the reaction to what they're afraid of. It doesn't matter yeah. what they're afraid of. And it's like, if if they're not doing that, the horror movie is no good. It, it's it no good, yeah. Who cares what the story is? Like it's, it's 100% reaction based. That's why when you're watching a horror movie and like, you know, Sleepaway Camp and, uh, it's it's not it couldn't be scary if it tried because the reactions are like huh what are you exactly, doing here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's so it's so humdrum and just like uh, non plus but everything like, yeah huh, yeah isn't yeah. that weird I stab in the back of the head <laughs> bees um, <laughs> so like uh, we establish okay she's in a she gets back to the place as she's walking up back to the house you see this man running towards her from down the street this homeless guy. And he's like, little girl, get away from that house. It's super scary. And she's like trying to get in. The key's not, well, the key's not there. The key is there. The key is there. The key yeah, is yeah. there. I uh, think she dropped the key or something. Yeah. Um, but she right? gets in the house like right before the homeless guy gets her. And she sluts the door. And he's like banging on the door. Get out of that house. Get out of that house. And and now you're like, well, I, I don't know what the threat is anymore. I got Okay, so when I saw that, I, my, I immediately, because I'm like, okay, this this old man is obviously trying to help her. Yes. And she was just scared because he's a home, you know, an he's old homeless. He's running at her, yeah. And he's running at her, yeah. But but the level of concern that he was showing, I was like, this is going to come back. Yeah. I have a feeling that, yeah, he knows what's going on. Because, I mean, who who knows better than the, the homeless man who lives in the neighborhood? <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, no, no, you need to leave. And he's like the only person living in this neighborhood. Yeah. So she goes in. I'm trying to remember what happens now. So she's now she's like super freaked out. And um, I think, I don't remember why she goes in the basement. I don't remember why. For whatever reason. No, for, for the, the TP. Oh, that's she's in the bathroom right. That's right. And she, she's looking for a toilet, uh, uh, toilet tissue. Pa paper. Yeah, thank you. And she's looking around, looking around. She can't find it. And then she notices, oh, well, there's, you know, this uh, door to this basement. So she opens it and sees and so it's our first time we see the basement and she goes down and there is this giant like plate or like a not not a pallet but a whole bunch of tp yeah it's like a storeroom it's like a storeroom yeah so she she sees that and she then starts just kind of looking around at this uh this basement and now we cut back upstairs and the door leading to the basement doesn't stay open yeah it closes closes shut and it locks and, and, it, and it locks yeah and you think okay again was that just because I've I've been in homes where sometimes the doors will just do that? Yeah. Or is this something supernatural? Yeah. Or, or or did 
is Bill Skarsgård or is, is Keith there? And did he close right. the door to did trap he close her in the, the basement? Door. Yeah. Uh, so she's trapped down there and she ends up, you know, she's looking around trying to, you know, since she's trying to find a way out, you know, she's, she sees that there's that, um, like a, a, a window. Right. Um, it's ground level from the outside. Right. And so she tries to open that. It's locked. Uh, she keeps looking around and that's where she discovers uh, this shelf and there's this string, this rope, yeah. like in 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 the wall. So of course, what do you do when you see a rope in the wall? Pull that motherfucker. You start, <laughs> you start tugging at it, and she starts pulling it, and that, and she discovers that there's a a hidden door that begins to open with you know in the wall. So scary. So yeah, yeah. And, and I she, really she's pulling you know, it. And yeah. this this movie, like it, it it and rightfully so especially, you know, as the movie progresses, but like this movie is constantly playing up, uh, not even playing up, but just addressing and acknowledging the fear that women have for being, you know, taken or hurt or abused by men. So it's constantly her perspective, not only like she's like the, the main character in the movie, but like it's her fear that we're dealing with too. So it's like, it's always like, I'm going to be kidnapped. I'm going to be, it, it's so scary. Um, where she feels like she's helpless and she can't, and, I, and even like the casting, you know, Tess is, you know, average woman height five, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Whatever, five, four, five, five. And Bill Skarsgård, Keith is a giant. He's huge. He's like six, five or whatever. So it's like, <laughs> even that dynamic, he's towering over her. So there's this constant like play on a threat looming over her. And that, yeah, so that she opens this door and then you, we see this long corridor with this, a yeah, this hallway it. yeah uh pitch black yeah uh she's very she's, she's very you know uh, uh a lot of what's the word i'm looking for uh she's clever in that she right. doesn't just go in she there's a there's like one of these uh movable like mirrors body you know like uh body size like mirrors so she places that in front and then it was used like a flashlight or something to basically bounce some light down the hall right and she's like, but she doesn't go in. She's kind of just looking down there. And she's like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> and, she, <laughs> and I love that scene too. Yeah. And she goes back up. She tries to open the door. She's banging on the door. Like she's, she knows she's stuck down there until Keith gets home. Right. Cause I was, yeah, I forgot. So he does get home and he opens the door for her, right? Uh, yeah. Is that what certain, happens? Yes. At a certain point, yeah. but, but not before she does finally go down the hallway. The curiosity gets the best of her as it would anybody. She goes down the hallway and then she, there's a door at the end of, there's a room at the end of the hallway on the left. And she looks in and there's just a, a cot, like a, a mattress on a wire frame, a bucket, a camera, like a video camcorder, camera, yes, old yeah, video camcorder, not even camera, video camcorder. And on there's tripod. like a bloody handprint on the wall. She freaks out. Obviously, this room is yeah. only for one thing. Exactly. Seen enough SVU episodes to know what's going on in here. Yeah. So she tears ass back out of there, still can't get out, realizes like there's nobody else here. So she starts making her way back down the hallway again and then realizes there's another secret door. And she opens that. But see, I don't did yeah. she doesn't discover that until she has to go back down when Keith uh doesn't come back, right? Because at first she doesn't notice that mm. about that other door. I no, no, no. Because she because they get out, and then she starts telling Keith about the you know this thing in the basement and this secret wall, 
And so he's like, well, let me go check it out. And she's telling him, no, what are you doing? Don't go back down there. I, th- I thought, I can't remember. I guess it doesn't really matter for the story, but I can't remember. I thought she went down and saw like the cages. Maybe not. No, no. She okay. goes, she, she, she notices all that when she goes in looking for Keith. Okay. Because he disappears. Okay. And that's when she discovers, yes, as you mentioned, another hidden wall at the end of this hallway. Right. That then has the most creepiest, like, act like. It's, it's like a like step a, from a house, but like almost like a cave. Yeah, like, uh, it's, it's like, like a, a dungeon, like a, like a dungeon, like an old mine shaft or something. Yeah. Like it's, but we 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 come to learn it's it's definitely man made because right like, right what we see later. But like so yeah, Keith comes home. He opens the door. She runs back up and she's trying to tell him what's going on. And he's like stopping her, like no no no, come on, let's just go back down and look. Now you're thinking like oh this is his thing, and yeah. he's gonna trap her down here because he's being like look I I believe you, but like I don't really, I need to see it. So yeah, you think yeah. like okay, he's tricking her to come back down. Cause she's trying to get them to leave. Yeah, she's she's like, we got to get out of this house. So smart. Well, I'm like, we've yeah, got to go now. <laughs> just go. Yeah. Um, and so she's getting really upset. Like, you're not who I thought you were. I'm gonna leave. And he's like, look, stay here. I'll go down. He goes down, and then there's a long time, and she's like calling for him, Keith. And then so she reluctantly goes back down. Yeah, she goes back in the room. He's not in the room. Yeah, then, then you're right. Yes. Then and she discovers that second door on the, the second back door. Wall. Yeah. She opens it and up. She's, she's calling out for his name. And at a certain point, like he is responding. Yeah. Until he doesn't. Yeah. And, but he's like and yelling, help me, her. help me. Yeah. From, and it sounds like he's mad far away. Yeah. So she's like terrified going down. And you're terrified too. Like, don't, don't go down the steps. But now you got to help your friend. But it's, it's, it's just, it's so perfectly done where there's no right answer here anymore. So she's going down. And like B was saying, it's like a cave. And there's like a, like an accordion great uh, gate that almost like what you would see like in a, um, like a freight elevator. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of gate. And she's going, like she, you said, it looked like a mine shaft. It looked like know? a mine shaft. Yeah. Yeah. And then she passes by this little hall corridor in this cave. And there's like all these little like big dog cages. There's like four of them or yeah. six of them. And she could see like, Oh, people have been kept in here. Like it's clear. And then Keith. And, it, and, and it's pitch black. Yeah. I mean, as, there's there's hardly any light, and I think she all she has is she does she have even have a flashlight or is she just using her cell phone? I can't remember if it's her phone or the. I think I think she has a flashlight because later, yeah, Justin Long uses the yeah. Phone. That's right. Okay, yeah. So I think she's got the. But flashlight. even with that flashlight, it's like you see very very little yeah. of what the hell is going on. Yeah, and then um, <clears throat> she's like yelling, "Keith, I'm here! Come on, we got to go!" And then uh, Keith comes running up. Like on on his hands and knees, on, he like, yeah, he's like crawling, it's like so yeah. scary. <laughs> and then he's like, and he just kind of comes out of nowhere, like yeah. And, and he he sees her, and he's like, "We have to go, we have to go," or something like that. Yeah, he's he's just in hysterics. Yeah, and, and like, she's trying to ask, you know, figure out like what's what's going on, da da da. And he's telling her like, "We're not alone. There's someone else. Yeah, here. there's someone else here." And she was like, "I just came from from the entrance. There's no one else." Yeah, she's trying to let's go back this way. He's like, "No, we got to go the other way." And she's like, "No, I just," but he I just doesn't came know from where me. this thing is. This other thing is. Yeah. So he he's all turned around. Yeah, and so he's, you know, he's hysterical having a fit. And then and, and now you're thinking like he's trying to just pull her deeper and deeper into this cave. Like that's what he's doing. And she's at this like, point, I was I was on I was like, okay, I think he must be on the up and up. Yeah. Because he legit in the end, but to credit to the acting, he legit looked like he was for he was he'd seen some shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, I should have listened to you. I shouldn't have come down he, here. Yeah. He was terrified. Yeah. And then this is when we were introduced to the uh the main threat out of in nowhere. The film. Yeah. Yeah, literally out of nowhere, this 
woman creature, this woman creature, completely nude, naked, yeah. yeah, comes out of the shadows and basically just beats the shit out of Keith, like right, like uh, bashes his head against the uh, the wall, the rock wall, over and over, and sh- and 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 Tess is just petrified, frozen in place, and you just see poor Keith, just head turned to mush. Yeah, it's rough. And I, I think I think the creature at that point kind of turns to Tess. Screams and then, yeah, screams and then we cut to Justin Justin Long's character in his convertible driving down. It looks like PCA having the best day, (laughs) having having living his best his best life. Yeah, and and you're just like, what the fuck? What? What? Yeah. So then you and then this is where the story pivots. I guess that's it for those characters. Now we're cutting. Like someone else is now going to experience this, but it's right totally different. Yeah. Yeah. So Justin Long, yeah, he's you know we find out you know he's an actor of some mid level success. Uh, like you said, having a great day in his car, singing along to some song on the radio, and he gets a call from his agents, uh, basically informing him that he has been accused of rape uh, by his, one of his by his co-star. And so this great day that he's having all of a sudden goes to complete shit. And it's at this point because we're just introduced to this character. Uh, his name is AJ. Where you're like, okay, well, is this a situation of this guy being wrongfully uh, accused? Wrongfully accused? Did he do this? Like, we don't know. We don't know the quality of this guy yet. And he's obviously maintaining his innocence. I did not do right. this. Vehemently, like, yeah. maintaining his innocence. Yeah. Like, and is, you know, shocked to learn that how bad things are on this call where he's being removed from the show, uh, finds out there may be some criminal charges coming his way. So his great day all of a sudden turns to complete shit within yeah. the matter of minutes. Yeah. And, and you know... Justin Long in typical Justin Long fashion, like he he seems kind of so goofy and helpless, but also like he could be like a really bad person too. Like he he, he and he's great in this. He's really selling like one how happy he was and now how extremely upset and scared he is now. It's great. Yeah, and I, and I mean just Justin Long as an actor, he uh to your point, like he's at least for me, I've always been I've been a fan of his work for a long time. Same. He just comes across so likable. Yeah. You know, he's the new and, Michael and so charming. Where it's like, man, if I if I met him in real life, me and him be boys. Yeah. You know, he might be the the third uh, co-host on this yeah, on this bring, podcast. Let's, let's go, you know? man. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So uh, you so at least for me, because you know, I'm like I'm rooting and hoping that whatever he's been accused of, he didn't do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, things really start to go. And he's even like south he's like, for him. He's like, look, we hooked up, but like it was consensual. It was totally consensual. Mutual, like it, everything was fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and things, you know, quickly go south for him really fast where he's, I think he's talking to his uh, accountant his accountant, and trying to figure out, because he's, he's off the show, you know, trying to figure out, okay, how much, how long can I last financially, you know, in this situation? Because he wants to fight these accusations too. Like he wants to, uh, to counter sue. Mm-hmm. And his money man is basically telling him, it's like, well, you know, one, that's going to cost. So if you want to move forward with this, you know, you're gonna, you've are you got like a, I forget how many months he like said three he months. has. Yeah. yeah. He's like, if you're so, not working, you've got maybe three months. Maybe three months. Yeah. Uh, and so he's like, shit. And then, the, and then the accountant basically tells him, it's like, yeah, uh, moving forward, I can no longer represent you. So he's losing everybody. Yeah. In his life because of this accusation. And again, and this is all like, this is stuff that's happened. You know, obviously it happens a lot, especially now. Um, and sometimes, uh, most of the time, it's legit and like, yeah, these are bad people. And, but uh, sometimes people, it's not true too. So you're thinking like, oh man, is he just getting caught up in this 
That sucks. Yeah. Like he's losing his whole life over somebody who's lying because all we we only have his perspective, and he's the only one saying, he's like, "No, she's lying." Yeah, he's yeah, he's all that we you know his his version of the story is all we have to go on. Yeah. So so oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so his accountant's like, "Look, I'd start selling stuff, like start liquidating whatever you can." And he's like, "Well, I gotta because he's got multiple houses. He's like, I gotta sell houses." He's like, but no. And then he we the reveal is that he has a rental property, an Airbnb in Detroit. So he's going to go there. And that's where he's from. That's where originally. he's from. Right. So yeah. he's going to go to that. And it, it's it's our Airbnb. He's going to go there. It's being managed by a separate company, the one that double booked. He's going to go there and he's going to get it appraised and then sell it, try to get as much sell, money yeah. as he can. So he goes. Which honestly, because because he, like like you had mentioned, his accountant informs him, yes, you know, you need to sell these 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 homes you have, presumably in LA. But he does like, oh, I don't want to sell those. Yeah. Like those, like that's my those are my babies. Yeah. You know, let me sell this thing in Detroit. And that right there should have been a clue as to I don't know, at least, you know, the the values of this character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like if he was really intent on, you know, moving forward with everything and really getting the most money that he can to fight this thing. You're obviously going to sell your most expensive assets, right. which would be these homes in California. But he's very not vain, some, very superficial. Yeah, very vain. Yeah. yeah, not this house in Detroit <laughs> where it's like, come on, man, probably buy that with. You're not going to get anything for that. Well, it's, it's bigger than he thought, him. so now he's going to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, he flies out to Detroit. When he lands, he's on the phone with like his lawyer or something, who's like, "You, you shouldn't have left L.A." And he's like, "Am I under arrest?" He's like, "No." So now you get to, like things are really escalating, escalating yeah. for him back in at LA. He gets to the Detroit house and he doesn't even care that like it's in the worst neighborhood you've ever seen in your life. He just kind of like walk this is my house. I walk in very entitled whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And as he's looking around, he's like he sees Tess and Keith's stuff Luggage still there. Stuff, it's yeah. been like what? Like a week, two weeks or something? I think they established it's been I think I think a week. A week, yeah. At least yeah. a week. Yeah, at least a week, yeah. Yeah. So it's been a week. He's there and he's, so then he calls the management company who's renting out his property. And he's like, what the hell's going on? And they're like, we don't know. <laughs> like, I don't, yeah, <laughs> this, this, this rental company is great. They, they, they just could give a fuck about helping this guy. And very typical of like, you know, management companies that manage apartments or, or houses are terrible. And, and this is how they behave. Like, oh, whatever, I don't know. <laughs> but see, I wasn't, see, I was thinking, is it because of that? Or, I mean, they obviously were aware of, because because the article comes out right. uh, accusing him of this rape. So I wasn't sure if they were being so curt and cold to him based off of the information that they had learned about him. Right. Or if they were just being, you know, your <laughs> I, I think they, I think they were just being them. I think they were just, city, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's like, this is crazy. And you, so you're just out. He's very frustrated. He hangs up. Uh and then he like calls his boy who, who he went yeah. to high school with. Childhood friend, yeah. Yeah. And they go out for drinks. And they're drinking and they're getting drunk. And his friend is telling him, like, okay, I read it, I read it, but like, I want to hear it from you. What actually happened? Like, tell me the truth. And now this is a pivotal, pivotal scene. Yeah. Because Justin Long is like, look, we hooked up. It was fine. But he's like, look, she didn't want it at first, but I convinced her. It's what I, I and, he, and he even it, yeah. says it like, that's what I do. Meaning like, this yeah. is a pattern for him. He's a, he's a serial rapist. Yeah. So now you're like, oh, he is a bad guy. He's not a good guy. Um, he's a scumbag. He, yeah. yeah that scene, like I said, is pivotal because just seeing, it's the first time you see him with another person. Yeah. 
you know, and he's, he's, and he's, and not just another person, but someone that he is, you know, familiar with, you know, childhood friends. So, and again, letting his ego and get the best of him where he's like this, you know, big Hollywood actor coming back to Detroit, you know, hanging out with his buddy. So just the way he he was explaining his side of the story, he's like, yeah, you know, we, we hooked up and, and like you said, you know, took some convincing, but you know, whatever. Yeah. And just how flippant and yeah. how, uh, like didn't care and, at all. And even like, about, and then once it started, like he said, like once it started, she was into it. It's, it's really, yeah. really gross. It, yeah, it was very, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was gross. And at that point you're like, okay, yeah, you were not a good dude, uh, AJ. Yeah. And, and doubles down on it, at least that feeling when he comes back to the house that night. Oh, right. And he's drunk. And his lawyer, because he, earlier he's talking to his lawyer, he said, look, let me just call this woman that accused me. I can straighten this out. And the lawyer's like, no, you cannot be in contact no with her. Under no circumstances. Under no yeah. circumstances. And so what does this, this dumbass do in his drunken stupor? He takes out the phone. He basically, he leaves a message on her, her voicemail, essentially copping to it. Yeah. Uh, without saying that I, you know, that I did this to you, but he basically just the, the tone in which he is apologizing. Yeah, you know, it leads you to believe that okay, yeah, no, you you knew what you were doing was wrong because he, he's super remorseful. He's like, look, if I yeah. did something, I'm sorry. I'm I'm so sorry. Like he clearly understands that, like that he went above and beyond. Yeah, or not above and beyond, but he went. Uh, yeah, she said no. Yeah, and he kept pressing. He yeah. kept pressing. Uh, yeah, and then he wakes up. And then he wakes up. And now that back door, the basement door, is open. Because we've already established that whatever's in the basement, that the the naked woman that killed Pennywise, she can come in and out of the house. It's whatever. The door's open. He goes down to the basement and this is his first time in the basement. So now he sees, yeah. and this is our first time back in the basement. And we see the mirror contraption that Tess had left. We see the long hallway. We see it all. So he's down there and he's like, he sees this hallway leading to the the first room with the camera and the cop. With the camera set up. And yeah. he goes in there and he's so dumb and naive. He's like, oh my God. I can't believe this. Extra, this. Yeah, this, this is extra footage. This is extra, extra <laughs> this, square footage. I can this sell this house. Footage. I can sell this house for more money. <laughs> yeah, which again, a testament to Justin Long because he's playing a despicable character, but he's very lovable all the time. And he's very, he's so excited yeah. to learn about this space. And like he, and he even goes down the hallway and he sees the room. Yeah, with the bucket Doesn't and all care. that. Doesn't care at all. Measures he it. just ignores. <laughs> all. He he. When he finds out, he goes back upstairs. He gets the the, the measuring tape. And just proceeds to just <laughs> measure every corner inch of the hallway of that of the, the rape room. And he's like, yeah, he's without like batting looking, an eye. Yeah, he's like looking on Google to see how much more he can get for square footage and stuff like that. Yeah. You're like, Jesus, dude. <laughs> <It's>, yeah. <laughs> he's he's not scared at all about anything. And then like, yeah, so he measures the rape room and then he opens that second door down to like the cave and he's like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> But it, yeah, yeah, it, it, it was, it was, this was, I actually laughed out loud because he opens that, that second hidden door and now you're thinking, okay, this is where he's going to get you know, tripping out. Yeah. But then he looks at it and on his face is like, cause you don't know what he's, he's going to do. And then the next thing you see, he's got the tape out. I'm rich. He's just going, I'm rich. Yeah. He's just measuring all the steps, everything down. So excited is gleeful in the fact that, oh, I could potentially get more money for this house. This is amazing. This is like Christmas to him. 
So <laughs> so he's measuring it. He's super happy. He he finds the human cages and he's like, cool. This is great. This is an extra hallway. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Keeps yeah. going. And now, now we're deeper into this cave than we've been before. And he finds a room that has like bedding all over the floor, an old TV that's just replaying like a VHS about how to breastfeed. Yeah. And you're like, oh, well, that's, that's creepy. Yeah. And then he, does he hear something? Does he run at this point? Uh, some, some, something grabs the tape. Right. Because as he's measuring. like, Oh, that's uh, right. That's right. And he loses it. And, like the tape goes flying or whatever. Um, and it was behind him. Yeah. And then he hears so he like, starts, footsteps running at him. Right. And so he starts running forward. Uh, and I believe, was did he? I think he. There's a pit. There's a pit. He falls into the pit. Falls into right? the pit. Yeah. And he falls into this pit that's in, you know, in the ground, obviously. Uh, there's like metal gate on top. So it was like half of it was open. So it's so dark, he didn't see it. So he falls, trips and falls into this pit. He takes his nasty fall. And you're like, oh, shit. And then out of the out of the dark, out of the shadows again, someone grabs him. Come to find out it's Tess. Yeah. Uh, old girl from the first half of the movie. So on one hand, I, I, you're, you're so relieved to know that she yeah. is still alive. At least I was. I was like, oh, thank Same, God. Yeah. She's still here. And now Justin Long is in the with him. He's like, what the fuck? Obviously, he's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, who are you? Get out of my house. Get out of my house. Like, what what are you? What what is, what is this? And uh I with the creature, I guess, you know, closes the top of the uh and then she, the and, she, and Tess is telling him, like, when she comes back, be quiet. Just don't say anything, don't scream. Yeah. You have to be calm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you have to be calm. And then from the grate above, we see a hand put a bottle of milk through. To yeah. Justin Long, like drink it, and he's like, "No, I'm not." And she's like, "You have to." Yeah, she's like whispering, like, "No, you have to drink it. Just drink, drink it." it. He's like, like yeah. <laughs> "He's like a petulant little, little kid." He's like, "I don't want that." And, no. now, and now you're put as the viewer, you're putting it together, like, "Okay, there's this naked woman." And when they showed her, like, her breasts were super long and distended, obviously from milking. And uh, they're in this cage. There's a breastfeeding video in this TV room. You're like, "Oh, oh no!" You're oh, starting to no. put everything together. <laughs> like, yeah, this is bad. And he's like, no. And uh And she's getting and the the mutant mother yeah. is getting frustrated. She's like violently shaking the bottle at him, like, you better, you know, drink this, drink this. And, and he and Tess it. is telling him, drink it, drink it. He's like, no, I don't want that. Yeah. No. And then she turns it to Tess. And then Tess does drink it. So you see her yeah. drinking it. You're like, wow, that's disgusting. Yeah. And then he's Justin Long is AJ is still like, no, no, no. And then the the mother pulls him out. Like just like one hand just like rips him out and drags him into the room to show him the video and she's going to breastfeed him directly. Yeah. And you're like, damn, this that, is messed up. That scene <clears throat> was so great. Yeah. Because it, you know, it was a yin and yang. It was basically what, what he had done with his rape victim. Right. Was now happening to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, not, don't feel so, so good. Feel, That's yeah, going to be forced to do something. You don't want yeah. to do. Yeah. yeah, man, definitely. And then Tess is there. She has the phone flashlight because Justin Long dropped his phone. Tess is there. She climbs out and she walks past. And now we see from the back that like Justin Long is being held and breastfed by this like very big, very strong kind of mutant woman. Mutant, yeah. Tess gets out. She can't get out of the door because it's locked again. So she breaks that little window. It's ground level outside. And she starts running. 
and uh, the homeless guy is there. And she's like, we, uh, and, he, and the homeless guy's like, I know she's there. You yeah. cannot go back to that house. And she's like, there's somebody else down there. We have to rescue him. And he's we like, we have to help him. Yeah. And he's like, no, she comes out and it's daytime at this, at this point. And she's like, and the homeless guy's like, it's daytime. She doesn't come out in the daytime, but she comes out at night. You cannot be here. You have to run. And, um, yeah, he's like, get out of here while you can. Yeah. He's like, I she's know. adamant. Yeah. I, I have to go back. We've got to get the cops here. Uh, this other guy's down there. A good person. Tess yeah. Is. Such a good person. Such yeah. a good person. And uh, he's like, look, you, you can't go back. You can't help him. You, you can't be here. Just run. So she takes off to try to find help. She finds like a gas station and everybody's kind of like, I don't care. And then she finds two cops and they're like, we don't care. And she's These like, cops are the worst. Oh my God. The worst. They think that, I mean, cause she obviously she's been, you know, held captive for like at least a week. So she looks kind of disheveled and they just think that she's just a crackhead, yeah. a homeless uh, drug addict or whatever so they're paying her no mind yeah and she's telling i've been held prisoner i just escaped there's somebody else being held they follow and the cops are just yeah, yeah yeah go ahead go ahead yeah 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 like, they don't care they put her in the car they drive her over and they're like is this your house she's like no i was renting it like well do you have a key no can you get in no like well there's nothing we can do and then they get another call like we're gonna do this other <laughs> call and she's like so you're infuriating yeah. them, you know, and it's like a, it's indicative of, you know, police, especially in bad neighborhoods, not helping. Not exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's very frustrating. You know, all the themes in the movie are, which is, I guess, true in all horror, like very real themes that you have to deal with every day. And then it's just put in this situation that's like more exaggerated or a little more intense, I guess. Intense. Yeah. So now it's nighttime because it's taken a long time. And Tess... I don't remember how. Does she get back in the house? She breaks a window or something to get in. She, I think she goes back in through. Does she go? Does she go back in through the uh, the no, glass no, no, light no. or the the no? No, no, no. I, th I think I think she maybe breaks a window to get in. She gets her stuff. She grabs the keys yeah. to her car, which is still parked out front. And uh, she starts the car, and then the mother. It's nighttime now. The mother comes out. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And is like in front of the car and then Tess floors it and drives her into the side of the house and tries to like crush her. And then classic move. Classic. Yeah, move. so good. So good. And then and then Tess goes back down into the cave, right. grabs Justin Long, and is like, we have to get out of here. They start getting out. They get out. Oh, and, oh, we're we're we're, we're Oh, there's a whole section. Yeah. We're forgetting one thing. So she's in the halls in, in the caves looking for uh looking for Justin, but Justin also had gotten out himself. That's right. So and, he's and, also and further earlier, exploring. And earlier, oh, no, 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 sorry, sorry. You're, you're, I was wrong. Go ahead. Yeah, so Justin Long, while, while Tess is dealing with the mother of the car and she's, you know, going back in looking for Justin Long, Justin, his character, AJ, has escaped and he's going further deep into the, into the, um, the underground cavern or whatever. And the mother actually does find him or is like behind him, yeah. essentially. And he's got, he just starts running. He finds another locked, or not a locked door, but a door. And you're like, okay, so he goes inside. And and you see the, 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 the creature, the mother, see him is standing in front of this door. And she slowly then starts to kind of back away. Yeah. So you're like, oh, like there's some shit. What's in there? What's yeah. in there? Yeah. So AJ, he goes inside this door. 
uh, it's like a makeshift bedroom essentially. Um, like TVs, just real, uh, you know, kind of hostileish. I'm mm-hmm. I mean, not hostileish, but just just creepy shit. Yeah. And uh, come to find out, there's an old man, sickly old man in this bed, and uh, he, you know, Justin Lawrence tries talking with him. Um, he can't really speak or communicate. And essentially, I, mean, I, I, I don't know if the flashback happened before this earlier or if it happened. It was before. Now. It was before this. So there's, yeah, so there's a flashback earlier before this sequence happens with Justin Long in the room. There's a flashback earlier that cuts to like the 70s. Yeah. And there's a man living in that house and that whole neighborhood is gorgeous. Everybody's, you know, the houses are there, the lawns are green, you know, and it's, uh, they're talking about moving, moving because the neighborhood, he's talking with the neighbor, something uh, about like politics. I don't remember what exactly. Yeah. But there's like the neighborhood's going to hell. We got to get out. And he's like, I'm not going anywhere. I mean, it's Detroit, so one would, I, I basically just kind of took it to be, you know, the uh, the car, uh, the car industry at that time, right. you know, had uh, kind of fallen because right. I, you know, I know that decimated the economy in Detroit is whatever happened with the, the auto manufacturers and everything. But yeah, the neighbor basically is telling him, "It's like, yeah, you know, me and the wife we're selling, uh, we're getting out of here, and you know, maybe you should do, you know, maybe you should think about doing the same." Yeah, and he basically said, "No, I'm not leaving." <laughs> and then, like, he goes to the store. And he's he wants plastic sheeting. He's looking for plastic sheeting and diapers and uh, maybe it was formula or something like that. But he lives by himself. And yeah. I think earlier they'd established like you heard something in the house. Well, you quickly understand like oh he's a bad he's the one that is keeping people in right. this house and raping them, not people women. Um, women are people. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not not he was not a. Uh, uh, he exclusively hunted one type of person. So he's getting all this stuff. You're like, oh, this guy's terrible. And then while he's there, he sees a woman in the parking lot putting something in her car and he follows to her to his ho- her house. And then he gets out and he puts on like a DWP uniform, knocks on her door, yeah. goes in her house and says, there's a problem. He's got to check it out. And while he's in there, he unlocks a bathroom window and then comes back out. So you realize, okay, this is how he gets his victims. This is how, yeah. What a terrible, horrible man. This is his modus operandi. You yeah. Because he had everything in his trunk. Yeah. He makes a quick change into that DWP. He goes in. Like, oh, yeah. Everything is fine. Like you said, make sure that he leaves that window unlocked for when he goes back later to get her. Right. So now you establish, okay, this is where the room came from and the cave and the dungeon, like the whole thing. It's from this guy back in the yeah. 70s or whatever it was. Maybe it's 80s. It was the 70s. Was it? Yeah. Um, and now... When Justin Long is in this room and they reveal this old man, it's it's that man. Obviously, that much older, long hair. He looks terrible. He's laying yeah. in this bed. He can't move. And he keeps asking Justin Long for stuff. So Justin Long gives him water. He's like, we're going to get out of here, man. We're going to get out of here. And there's this TV with all these VHS I was going to say, yeah, the tapes, yeah. And they all have names on them, women's names. And then at some point, Justin Long puts one on and he sees. And now we, you we realize, oh, that camcorder in that first rape room, this is his collection. And there's yeah. a lot of tapes, like a hundred And they all have tapes. women's names on them. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. And then and Justin, Justin Long sees that and he's like, and he's like, looks at him like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Like, but, you know, just, the, I mean, we, we as a viewer, we never see anything on the tapes. Right. We're only reacting to Justin Long's reaction to and what he's And there's some seen. audio of like a woman screaming. Yeah. Yeah. So it's some terrifying shit. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and now we put together that like, oh, this woman was um, essentially what he was doing. He was kidnapping women, raping them, impregnating them, and then 
raping the children too. So right. like this mother is like this super incest result. It's an incest monster. Yeah. It's an incest, you know, mother essentially. Yeah. yeah. And that's why she she looks as deformed and as as she does. She can't talk really. Yeah. Yeah. And she's just one, you know, singularly focused, you know, very, 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 very uh mentally uh challenged and handicapped and right. Yeah. So you so you put the story together like, oh geez, this is terrible. This is dark shit. Yeah, yeah. really, really dark. Um and then Justin Long, like earlier before he saw the tape, he like moved this table next to the old man. Like, Here, take whatever you want. The old yeah. man pulls a gun. He was like, he was like motioning for something. Yeah. And Justin Long like moves it closer. Yeah. And I think that's when he starts looking at the tapes. Yes. And as he's looking at the tape, the old man is opening up the like the a drawer in this, you know, bedside table and takes out a gun. And I mean, you're thinking, oh, he's gonna take a shot at Justin Long, obviously. But no, in fact. He uses it on himself and he, you know, kills himself. And that's how, and then Justin takes the gun. Yeah. So now Justin, so now has, Justin a has a weapon. And he's freaked the out. Word, the obviously. one person you do not, that, that <laughs> should not be having, yeah. holding any firearm is now hold, holding, had, now has a gun in a panic, in the dark, trying to get out of this, this tunnel system. And while this was happening, this was when the mother and Tess had their fight and Tess rams her into the the house and now Tess is back down because she's got to go rescue Justin Long and again it's pitch black she goes to the nursing room and he's not there so she backs out and then she kind of sees like some like a part of a flashlight you know that he had down the hallway and she calls out to him and he freaks out and takes a shot at her and shoots her in the stomach in the gut in yeah the gut. I was like yeah so upsetting like yeah you're a rapist she was trying to save you and now you shoot her like it's all very very upsetting my i yeah i my i i just i love i, I just felt so i give her the last but i felt so bad for a character situation <laughs> like yeah. i was like you've got to be fucking kidding me yeah uh but then come to find out she's not dead thankfully they get out of the house mother's gone right she's managed to free herself from between the house and the car they're going down the street. The homeless guy catches up to him. He's like, hey, you got to hide. Let's go hide. Yeah, come here. This is where I've been staying. Um, so he basically takes them into his his his, uh, his domicile. It's yeah. like some old factory building or something like that. And this is the point in any movie where there's like an unexplained phenomenon where you're going to get some exposition, and uh, which is necessary. And he's and he's saying like, yeah, he basically kind of not. It's, it's very easy exposition. It's not uh, heavy handed. It's justified exposition and he's like yeah she's been here for a long time she never comes here and because they're, they're, they're like they're just basically hiding in like a little alcove with like a you know a tent that he's he's homeless guys this is his tent there's they have a fire going yeah it's, it's like i mean it's yeah but there is a wall it's like yeah like you said it's an alcove like yeah. it's uh, a demo like almost like a, like a demolished building right almost right and and yeah he starts bragging about well she never comes in here and they're like, like yeah well, never- why why are we safe here and yeah he's like oh, she never comes here and then there's a very deep blue sea moment. Sam Jackson giving the speech yeah. <laughs> with the shark. I had the same reaction. Yeah. yeah. And then mother bursts through. And this with the Kool-Aid man. It was like the Kool-Aid man <laughs> bursted through the wall. <laughs> it just it, it oh, grabs yeah. him. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh grabs a homeless guy. Uh, I forget how she kills him. I think she she she, she, rips she squeezes his, arm his off. head. No, she rips his arm off. Oh, okay. And beats him to death with it. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah. which is yeah, so she, amazing. With ease, by the way. Yeah, uh, yeah this mutant mother, you really she's, think she's, about, she's, like, she's strong. What it would take. You're strong. I'm strong. What could you, I could never rip an arm off. Because like you, you got to tear through skin and muscle and sinew and ligament and bone, bone, and like just the, the when you think about how strong this creature is, like she just she just tears it right off. And right his off. clothes too, his clothes are there. He just rips it all of it off and starts beating him to death. And this poor man who is just trying to help, trying to help, yeah. Which is a theme yeah. in this movie. Um, yeah, I know. Bill Skarsgård tries to help. No, Tess tries to help. No, homeless man tries to help. No, it's just all bad. Um, but again, you know, we established earlier that like Tess has been this mother's child for the past week. She's been drinking the milk, playing it cool. Like, so she has the mother wants her back. Right. Yeah. Um, so the Tess and AJ take off and there's like a water tower right next to them. So they start going. And if you know, water towers is like it's kind of a spiral ladder going up to the top. Yeah. It's like uh, spiral stairs. Yeah. Or- yeah. 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 Yeah, that's right. Stairs, not ladder. Yeah. Stairs. Yeah. So they get up and they're at the top and it's just flat and there's nothing, there's nowhere else to go. Okay. So you, yeah. So, so this, so they take off running after the homeless guy gets bludgeoned to death with his own appendage. Uh, AJ, Justin Long's character basically bolts. Yeah. The <laughs> second it happens, he doesn't give a fuck about Tess. Yeah. She's truly behind him. It's like, hey, you know, can you help me here? And he's going up the spiral staircase like, uh, no. No, God is like every every person for himself. Yeah. So then you're back to thinking, okay, man, fuck this guy. Yeah, they're like, constantly reminding you, like, no, 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 he's not a good guy. <laughs> he's not yeah. a good guy at all. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he eventually does go back to kind of help her. Uh, he does. He goes back, helps her up the to the top, and the monster uh, meets eventually makes their what makes his way up there <clears throat> as well, and. Uh, what did he do? Like his his final act of just okay, so, this guy is irredeemable. I so he realizes the mother wants her. He wants her back. He wants Tess back. Oh, yeah, she wants yeah, Tess yeah. back. So Justin Long is like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But she only wants you. And he throws her off the water off, tower. Off the top of the water tower. <laughs> it's so terrible. I was. I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, okay, just shoot her. Yeah. You don't even really assist her as you're escaping. No, you're a until rapist. you do the rapist, and then once you're together again, it's all about him. Yeah, and he pushes her off the top of the and, and there's concrete below. I mean, it's it's the it's the street, it's the yeah, sidewalk, it's whatever it is. I don't know, fifty feet or something. It's high. No, it's more. It's high, feet, like hundred feet or something. It's high. But the mother, to protect her child, jumps after her. And catches her and in the air, basically like turns around. Absorbs. Yeah. Yeah. So she hits Absorbs the ground the and Tess is on top of her. It's like when Batman yes. was uh, in, in the Dark Knight yes. was saving um, old girl and they go out the window, they fall onto that, the, the car hood and, you know, he absorbs all the impact. Right. But in this, there's no Batman. <laughs> so no. Justin Long, no. AJ, walks down and he's like. He looks at the bodies. He's like, okay, woof. You know, he thinks he's he's made, made it, it, you know, scot-free, yeah. And uh, at this point, the gun is like just laying on the floor next to them. Tess starts to move and Justin Long like lifts her up. Oh my God, I'm so glad you're okay. And he, you know. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> it's like I did, I had to do what I had to do. You, you understand? don't understand. Like, and now that we're both okay, everything's okay. 
Yeah. And she's and Tessa's like, no. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because that's short-lived because the mother is not dead. <laughs> and she, also still alive, she grabs yeah. Justin Long. And uh that, that's what that's, I I got exactly. it confused. Yeah, yeah. 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 She squeezes his head. It's just like a grape, just crushes. Like a grape. Yeah. Pops it. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so he finally gets his comeuppance and it's very satisfying. It, oh yeah. I mean, you find out like throughout this whole movie, you're like, you know, you, of course, you know, the mother is like this uh, terrifying thing. The barbarian in this the whole time is fucking Justin Long. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, he's the true barbarian. And there's only, there's two bad guys in this movie. They're, they're both, white men <laughs> like it's and rightfully yeah, so like the, yeah that's, that's the, yeah. kind of the underlining thing here it's like the old the father man, yeah the, the murder and this guy. entitled fucking shit stain yeah um now so i said he's a barbarian but did you did you pick up on why this is called the barbarian no so they live on uh the name of the street is barbara oh right right right, right. yes 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 so i'm like oh okay yes. the barbarian like the one guy who 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 stayed on this street right this sicko fuck of a of a human being right and then you know ancestrally creates this and, monster and there's also this theme here too where it's like the father right the serial killer the serial rapist so i guess killer too serial killer the father um owns this house and then the next person to own this house is Justin Long, also a rapist, also yeah. a, and a murderer. You know, he murdered Tess. Well, he thought that he was going to murder Tess by pushing her off the water tower. So it, there's this kind of idea of this theme of like this generational trauma that gets passed on and like, you know, the entitlement of owning property that, you know, you see these lineages and then also that that kind of learned behavior or, or passed down behavior genetically gets passed. They're not actually related, but that, right, that's right. this concept that like, yeah, the father passed it down to this kid, his son quote. And then, yeah. And then every, the, the women suffer as a result of that. Um, so, yeah, so the mother kills AJ, he's dead. And now Tess has the gun and the mother's looking up at Tess and Tess is pointing the gun and, the mother is just like baby because she's she loves her child, and then yeah. Tess it with no anger, no aggression. She's not mad at the mother. She understands that like the mother's a victim here too, and then says like, "Yes, baby," or whatever, or love, or something, and yeah. then shoots her. We hear bang, and the screen. Because I think black. She, I think she was she was um, I think the, the the mother was kind of beckoning her for them to go back to the house. Yes. You know, like home or something like, like that. home. Yeah, yeah. I forgot what she and said. Tess was like, I know I can't yeah. do that. But again, like no malice. She wasn't like, you know, a mouse say cheese. And you know, yeah. no, like, she put her she, she put her out of her misery. Yeah, exactly. She's like, you're a victim here, too. And I, this has to stop. Um, Obviously, you know, technically the mother is a villain. Like it's, she's been murdering people. But like, you know, she's a victim of she was created and, and, and yeah. taught to do this. And that's it. And that's the movie, man. And wow yeah it was so good i it's, saw yeah, it, it was i saw it in the middle of the day you know whenever i see movies i try to do middle of the day it was like a tuesday so the theater was you know it was i don't know at one o'clock or something like that on a tuesday i saw it around the same time yeah uh yeah so, so relatively empty theater there's only a few people in there and then you know i stayed at the end of the credits and there was one other guy who stayed too and then afterwards i stood up i he stood up he was at the other end of the theater and uh, we both just looked at each other and was like and we said aloud like that was amazing yeah yeah it was great. Yeah. 
It was uh, yeah, one, of the, one of the most enjoyable uh, movie-going experiences that I've had Agreed. Uh, this year. Uh, the only thing, you know, I'll say Top Gun Maverick, you know, different types of films, but just in terms yeah. of the enjoyment <laughs> yeah. that I had, you know, seeing it with in a theater with other people. Uh, yeah, it's very good. And I know we just spoiled the hell out of it, if you, but I still, it's worth seeing. Absolutely. Um, for sure. Yeah. And this um, is, you know, I, I'm, I'm usually, I don't care about seeing it in a theater verse at home. Um, even though obviously, of I course, usually don't either. Yeah. Of course there's a difference, but like, and this is not like a popcorn movie where, you know, it's not like a Top Gun or something like that, where it's like, it's a spectacle for your eyes or something like that. But the experience of seeing it in a, like a big, empty, quiet theater on a big screen was really, really powerful. And I liked it a lot. So I, I, yeah. I would recommend if you can check it out in the theater, you'd have a great time at your home, dark, you know, all the lights off, quiet too. But uh, if you have the opportunity to see it in the theater, I, I think you should. Yeah. I mean, and it may not be a popcorn film in the traditional sense, but like you said, it's definitely, it's, it's, it's worth the communal experience yeah. of seeing this with other people. Yeah. Uh, cause that shit was fun. And like my theater wasn't packed. Probably, I think it probably had more people than in it than it sounds like yours did, mm -hmm. but there was enough to where, you know, during the moment that you would expect, you know, people were going like, what the fuck yeah. and, and reacting, you know? So that was kind of fun to yeah. uh, experience that with others. It's a really, you know, we've, ta we've talked about it before, like how, you know, like for an action movie to be good, you need to feel the momentum of the villain when they're off screen like that's what makes a good action movie where like you know we talked about like i brought up with die hard um we're like you know when john mcclain is on the screen you know hans gruber is making moves so it's like there's this threat that's constantly pushing and moving same thing with predator and um you know a bunch of other movies yeah with horror you almost need the opposite you need stillness when the villain is off screen. you need to not know what's happening while the your heroes are on screen, you need the antagonist to be a mystery, right? And this Aaron builds attention. Yeah, exactly. Know? And this movie does it constantly, all the time. It's it. There's like a there's a through line of it just in the beginning when you don't know what's going on. There's this like kind of amorphous tension, and then when you do see the the monster, the villain, whenever she's off screen, like they, it's literally it's pitch black. You don't know where she is. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's just, it's so effective. Like the the filmmaker, um, who's the director, Zach Kreger, Krieger, Kreger, Krieger, yeah, Krieger. Really, really good, man. Super, super talented. It's a really just a streamlined, no fat. It, it's just it's great. It's it's one yeah. of the it's one of the best American horror movies I've seen in a really long time. I will say. As good as Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to say, uh, as much as I enjoyed this movie, uh, it's not as good as Malignant. Oh, you're a dumb, dumb idiot. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. What did I say? It's not as good as Malignant. No, no, it's better than Malignant. I will <laughs> thank give it God. That. I was like, Jesus. Yeah, I, I said mean, that came out wrong. If anybody, came out wrong. You know, keep yeah. it Obviously, I hate Malignant. Brian loves yeah. it. But this is clearly better than Malignant, whether you like right. it or, yeah, yeah. or not. Yeah. Okay. Uh, because the, because tonally, like this is this is perfect. Yeah. You know, uh, malignant, which I think a lot of our disagreement about that film it has no idea is what it's is trying to do. Well, and I think that the, that uh, Juan intentionally made what you he made. You do that with he, everything. He was you're, in on you're the an joke. apologist. You're like you always you add 
you justify stuff in your head to make it work for your eyes. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't think it's justification. I just think you know. I, I truly believe that he knew what he was making, like I, a tongue in cheek kind if, of. If he hadn't made Aquaman and Insidious and all these other really bad movies, if he had like a really good track record prior to Malignant, I would be inclined to agree. But <laughs> the fact that his track record is consistently pretty bad, with the exception of The Conjuring, uh, no, I'm going to disagree. But this movie. <laughs> but we can agree on Barbarian. We can uh, wholeheartedly agree on yeah. Barbarian. I don't know what what else he's uh, what else he's done. I'm gonna look it up real quick. Zach, I got it up you. right now. All right, he's yeah. an he's an actor actually. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Oh, he's done just um, like small stuff I hadn't really seen before. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna keep my eye on him, man, because uh, this was so good. Yeah, he, yeah, he directed and wrote this. So yeah, yeah he uh. Super talented dude. The Death and Return of Superman. Oh, the short film. Uh, but yeah, huh? Super talent. Uh, yeah, man. This is Zach, and he he looks young. Uh, he does look young. Nineteen eighty one. Yeah, yeah. March first, nineteen eighty one. He's yeah. young. He's our age. I was gonna say yeah, so he ain't young. <laughs> I mean, you know, youngish. Young He's young our age. He's our age. Um. Yeah. Yeah, super, super good. Uh, can't say enough good things about it. I, I, I want to see it again. I'll, I'm not going to make another trip to the theater because I want to see uh, my next theater. If I can make it, it's going to be Pearl, the uh, prequel to X. Yeah, I still got to see X. Ty West. I love Ty West. I'm a big Ty West fan. I'm constantly talking about his movies, you know, from uh, House of the Devil to The Innkeepers and what's the other one? Sacrament and uh, an X. And now Pearl is the prequel to that. And then they're doing a third one in that trilogy of uh, X, Pearl, and there's going to be one more. Oh, are they? Yeah. Pearl's out. It's, it's Pearl already is out, out. It? Pearl is out, yeah. Yeah. X was great. Um, yeah. Yeah, I still want to see that. I think it's I think it's streaming on I one of these too, yeah. services that I have. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I wanted to see that in theaters. Yeah, it's great. But um, I missed it. Well, you know, and that's the thing, too. Like, if you do want to see Barbarian, you got to see it quick, because I don't know how long it'll be in yeah. theaters before it you know, ends up on a streaming service. Yeah. Or you can rent it, but yeah, it's a smaller budget film. It's not going to, you know, it's not yeah. going to stay around too long. So, but man, so good. Uh, just really, really impressive. Shout out to everybody who made it. Um, you did a great job. Yeah. It's fantastic. And, and, and up, I was yeah. say, you know, uh, the music is really good too. You know, in a movie like this, you don't want to be overpowered with the music and it's so fitting. It's very sparingly used, which is super important, especially in a horror movie. And uh, yeah, it's great. It's just top to bottom, man. It's shot great. It looks great. It's 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 really good. Yeah. You know what isn't? What? Wait, well, actually, I shouldn't say that. Rings of Power? No, no, no. I just quickly was going to mention, I wanted to bring it up last week. Uh, I saw the, the latest Jurassic Park movie. Oh, really? Uh, Dominion. Oh, boy. Have you seen it? No. Have you seen any of this, the, the two movies before it? I saw saw the world and i saw I forget world. What the second one i saw world um that's the first one where with chris pratt, chris pratt it's like the is, first of this trilogy yeah, yeah. yeah I, I saw that one and it was whatever um, yeah yeah i yeah it was like whatever i'm like unnecessary it's like it's a redone version of the first jurassic park yeah and 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 there's a big thing like the first jurassic park i mean it's the only good jurassic park but like the first jurassic park is obviously amazing it holds up i mean it, it was like maybe the last great thing spielberg did um, but like visually part of its effectiveness is how many limitations they had. 
Like yeah. they had to obscure the dinosaurs a lot. They had to use animatronics in places, you know, but it all made the movie way better. Because well, it just it made it grounded. It made it grounded. There was it made it more grounded. Yeah, there yeah. was something actually there, and then they had to choose their shots carefully, and they had to light it appropriately. But now, and this is true with a lot of like CG animated movies now, which, whether it's Marvel or Jurassic Park, or whatever, they can do anything they want. So there's almost no care in pre-production. It's all just like, well, fuck, we'll figure it out in post. In post, we'll yeah. light it in post, which looks terrible. We'll add these things in post, and it's just like. You can freeze frame any shot from the new Jurassic Park and freeze frame any shot from the old Jurassic Park. The new one will look better. 10 million percent. It looks better. But in motion, you feel nothing. You don't care. Well, you just like, I don't, I, none of this is real. There's no, st I'm watching an animated movie. That's what you feel. Yeah. I, and, and you're right. I'm not going to disagree at all with, with that. But I think the, the fact that you don't care, it's just because. These movies are so poorly fucking written. Yeah, well, that's and they're true. just that's so stupid. Yeah. Uh, so I I did not like World all that much. I thought it was fine. Yeah, but whatever. It was whatever. Yeah. The second one I really thought was just terrible. Introducing clone children and oh, uh, I didn't see that. What is clone, that? Uh, yeah. So the the daughter Macy, who's in the third one, uh -huh. she's like been adopted by Chris Pratt and. Uh, uh, Bryce Dal Dal Bryce Dallas Howard's character. Okay, she was like the clone of some. She was a clone of her mother, essentially. The mother was oh, dying, and then she cloned Why? herself. Why? I, I the, the thing is, I don't even fucking know. I, I don't even remember. <laughs> it was like so uh, discombobulated that whole narrative in that second one. So and and yeah, Dominion. It was on uh, Peacock, and I was like, oh, let me get this a watch, <laughs> just for shits and giggles. Yeah, and I gotta say. It's pretty fun. Really? Uh, it's pretty fun. Now, now, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's terrible. Sure. But it's fun to watch. <laughs> uh, I By the time it was over, I was like, okay, well, yeah, this is obviously not a good movie. That was not a good movie. But it was... It, for me, it, it was like this is like it felt like the most expensive uh, fan film ever made. Wow. Okay. Um, because you know they bring back uh, the the main cast from the first one: uh, Sam Neill, uh, Lord Dern, Goldblum. They're all back as their characters, but the way that they are basically introduced and it just feels like a I would say like a diehard Jurassic Park fan, but I think a diehard fan would do a better job. Uh, but it just felt like this was just written like by a fan mm. who had a budget, and <laughs> but I think but I think that's what made it as fun as it was. Okay, in spite of its ridiculousness, I'll take fun and stupid. It, it, I'm fine with fun and stupid. Yeah, it's 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 fun. It's I mean it's really stupid. Well, though. if it's stupid, it better be fun. Like right, yeah, exactly. And that was my thing. Yeah. Like at least it's fun, and yeah. it's fun in a way that the previous two were not for me. Right. They were just stupid, yeah. and bad, and boring, <laughs> and dull. Yeah, so dull. Yeah, uh, so, I mean, if you've got Peacock or, if you, I don't know, if you want to stream it, I mean, it's not the worst thing that you okay. can watch. But I think I tried, I tried, and I think I made it like five minutes, and I was like, ah, I don't care. I'll, I'll give it another yeah. shot, though, at some point, because I do want to see it. But, um, yeah, I was like, wow, this is, it, dull, I, dull is it's just so uninteresting. I, 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 yeah. I don't care.
and, and I'm just, I'm just, I'm just kind of fascinated by some of the creative choices that were made in, in this movie because, I mean, you have this Jurassic Park where like all these animals, these these dinosaurs are now free uh -huh. in the world, right? <clears throat> which is a pretty compelling concept. Totally. When that um, happened at the end of the the first one in this trilogy, I was like, oh, cool! Like we get to see a dinosaur apocalypse. I'll, apocalypse. I'm I'm down with that. Like I want to see that. I, yeah, me too. Like who wouldn't, right? Yeah. And so for me, that that kind of that 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 uh, a narrative thread kind of writes itself yeah. or should. Yeah. But it doesn't. Like this film is about locusts. What? <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. Oh, why no. would you pivot away from this world now <laughs> that is inhabited? You know, like like in like who who says it? Uh, uh, Doctor Alan Grant says it in the um, the first Jurassic Park. You know, like how what can we expect? You know, man and dinosaur. Two species that are separated by billions of years now. All this thrust uh, back into yeah. Now yeah, now living together as one, thrust into the situation. That's compelling. Yeah, it happened now in this franchise, and instead you pivot away, and you the main protagonist or threat is Locus. Oh boy, and Dodson. Wow. Do you remember him? Dodson. Dodson. We got Dodson. Dodson. Here. We got Dodson. <laughs> And so that's what I mean. Like it's like a crazy fanfic where it's like I'm gonna take all these elements from the, throughout the entire run of this. I'm gonna take little known characters, Dotson, this person. It's weird. Uh, it's locust. So many movies like this. Yeah, you know, we talk about a lot with like the current or the you know Marvel stuff as of late, um, but a lot of movies where it's like it's simultaneously they're trying too hard and not trying at all. <laughs> right. like it's, yeah. It runs yeah. parallel. It's congruent with each other where it's like, we're going to make the story so convoluted and crazy, which takes a lot of effort to do, but also <laughs> we're going to put no effort into making sure that that is told well. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's so yep. crazy. Yeah, it's no, so you're right. Crazy. You're spot on. Uh, but I mean, I'm looking at all the Jurassic Park sequels that they've, there have been. I mean, they're all, like you like said, I mean, the first one now. stands, stands above. It's amazing. Like, it holds up far. to this day. It's I just saw it not too long 30 ago. Thirty yeah. years old or whatever it is. Like, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, I, I think Dominion, as stupid as it is, is probably it's the most enjoyable sequel. It's the next best one. I mean, the bar it's is the, low, but yeah. well, uh, there is no next best one. That's There's what I mean. just like, the least if, offensive if, one. Yeah, yeah. If, if you were gonna if you were gonna <laughs> rank them, that would be number two. I think <laughs> so. It's for like me, way I mean, down here. There's like a big gap between one and two. Yeah, I'm sure. Because even that second Jurassic Park, no, nah, which not. you know technically it's not bad. It's just. Again, it's stupid. It's stupid. It's just dumb. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's and just kind of dull, it's even. Just, it's just yeah. Like, okay, this is not inspired. This is you can tell right away. I I can't think of many things I've seen that it's you know sequels especially or just a, a property that is popular. So you're going to make a film out of it. I can't think of anything that is clearly a cash grab that is also enjoyable. There's it's almost never there has to be some sort of inspiration yeah. or passion behind what they're doing even if a studio is like oh this fran this name is popular let's make a movie but when they give it to somebody who really is into that thing it'll probably be good but when it's just like i don't know we we have this property just do something with it it's always it's always bad i think uh i think for me the one lone exception to that cuz I, I agree uh but thinking about it uh hobbs and shaw that spin off okay i i didn't see that but yeah uh, sure Furious. sure you know, which essentially is a cash grab. It's like let's utilize yeah. this these, this world, these characters, and spin off and do another film. Because uh, yeah, I thought it was it was it was it was loud, dumb fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's like the only thing I can think of 
that was an obvious cash grab. I didn't see it, but I. But I, was also fun. I would totally agree with that. Right. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we, we need a, we want a franchise like Bad Boys. So make, give me a Bad right. Boys movie. Sure. Right. I, I totally get that. But yeah. Hmm. All right. All right. This is running long. Let's, let's do a uh, one bomb disposal. All right. Uh, one each. Uh, yeah. Okay. Much. Yeah. Give me one sec. Um, Oh, sh oh yeah, okay. Oh, this is a uh, um, got it. I got a good one. I mean, all of mine. Are Did good. you? Was yours last time Alien versus Terminator? Well, we yeah we did like we did a whole bunch but, after but, but we did, but did, did the you official. did you suggest that one? Yeah, it's weird too because I have it on mine. It's interesting. Oh, for real? Yeah. Um, okay, I have one specifically. I have two. Hmm. Okay, hold on. Let me cue the thing up. Um, you can go first if you want with yours. All right. Um, well, hold on. Before we get into that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's dispose some bombs, Let's yo. Let's dispose some bombs. All right. So first up, uh, give me one sec. First up, we've got. Uh, oh, so this is a segment in our show where uh, B or I or both of us will supply two choices, and we have fifteen seconds to choose which one uh, gets blown up and which one we save and defuse the bombs. So we can only keep one out of the two. And, uh, so and if it gets blown up, it is gone forever. It's gone. Yeah. You don't get it in your life anymore. Yeah. Um, okay. So I've got one right here for you, B. And uh, we are going to say, oh, I don't know which one I want to do. Choose wisely. Well, we always do the next one next time. Um, okay. Yeah, true. I will do this one for you. Uh, this is, mm, God damn it. I'm really struggling with which one I want to do. Uh, this this is a bomb disposal for me. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the best ones. <laughs> it's an, yeah, an internal one uh, for me. Um, okay, the, your your two choices are. It's funny because you actually brought this up the other day. You texted me something, oh, and uh, okay. I already had this was the first one I had down from a couple weeks ago. Um, you can only pick one: Jay Z or Tupac. Oh, fuck you, man! <laughs> this is cruel. Um, Five seconds. Oh man, Graham. The uh, three, two, one. Two, Tupac. <laughs> you are dead. You snuck it in, kind of right at the buzzer. Tupac. Bye bye, Jay Z. Um, Tupac. Because because that means, at least in my head, that Tupac lives. Yeah. Okay. Past the age of twenty-five. Sorry, Jay. Oh man, and that is best stuff because I was I I messaged now I know the message that text you referring yeah. to. I've been going down a Jay Z uh, deep dive, uh, just re-listening to a lot of his albums, and I I had told Graham that uh, I think he's the he's the greatest of all time, just in terms of his body of work. I don't think there's anybody that's better, but the, yeah, Tupac. It's it's an impossible <laughs> it's an impossible yeah, choice. It's, of course, I mean they're both. Uh, yeah, I, I would choose. Ultimately, I would choose Tupac too, just because of my uh, emotional attachment to, right. to Tupac. Yeah. Obviously, like, the music is amazing. They're both amazing, incredible. But like, yeah, I you know, t 
Tupac is far more emotional than Jay. Um, Jay is obviously a, a technically better rapper and, uh, you know, way longer career because he's, you know, alive. But yeah, I would ultimately yeah. pick Pac too. But yeah, it's, yeah it's me, terrible, me too. It's a terrible choice. That is a terrible, man. That's, that's, that's just mean. <laughs> man. I thought mine was going to be a tough yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> I chose the harder of the the two I was thinking of. So next time I'll do the other one. All right, your turn. Yeah, man, if it's if it's the theme of this of this show, talk about like some dark horrific <laughs> shit. All right. So oh so, so so okay so here's here's mine. You can only save one of these, my friend. Mm-hmm. You can only defuse a bomb off of one. And this this isn't music related, also. Oh, great. Uh, Illmatic. Or doggy style. Oh Nas's no! Nas's first album or Snoop Dogg's first album. Ah, uh, you can only. Oh Jesus! Yeah. Uh oh. Doggy Uh-oh. style. Uh-oh. Doggy Here. style. I'm gonna take doggy Just style. Just under the wire. I'm gonna take doggy. Just under I barely, the wire. I barely made it. I'm gonna take yeah. doggy style. I'll tell you why. Uh, in this world, if if Illmatic is gone, I still have Big L. And Jay Z, <laughs> so I can, I still, <laughs> I can still have it. Um, Illmatic is a better record. Uh, Doggy Style is more fun, and uh, so that's what I'm gonna take. It, yeah, that's hard, man. Okay. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. I'm gonna take Doggy Style. Uh, I also, for me, this it wasn't as difficult once. Like when I when I jotted it down, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be tough." But yeah. then as I gave it thought, I was like, "No, I I know what I'm picking." And Doggy Style right. all the way. For me and this has nothing to do with any kind of west coast bias no. being from la it's it's like i mean you, you said you know you don't you think illmatic is a better record yeah. uh but doggy style is more fun i think for me they're comparable in i'm terms talking about of content the, content like uh right yeah me too yeah i mean they're talking the content you know is different yeah. but i just i think they're equally masterpieces it's, but it's to totally, your point totally uh doggy style there's well first of all there's more of it yeah and it's all good. And like at the end of the day, I just I can't I can't live in a world without being able to listen to Sam Sneed and these skits <laughs> on this album. <laughs> you know who I am? My name is Sam Sneed. Yeah. Better recognize. Yeah. Like I, I That's I, what I mean. I it's it's a skits. fun yeah. record. It's a fun album. Like um it was it, it's it's like I know people would say this is the chronic, but like, and the chronic is amazing too, but like there are skips on the chronic. You'll skip songs on the chronic. Yes. Oh yeah. I was about to say, there's no, no skips this is, on this... doggy style. It's, it's the pinnacle no. of the G funk, uh, era. It's, it's like, even though there were records, there's a lot of records after it in the G funk era, but like it, it's the best it ever was on that album. It's the best it ever was. Yeah. I, I, everything in this record in this album, just, just, uh, coalesced together to where it's just one, like like you said, uh, everything there's there's nothing skippable on here. Yeah. Every song, every skit, tightlessly and 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 effortlessly flows into one another. Yeah. To where listening to this, it feels like a huge party. Yeah. That you're a part of. Yeah. And everything about this is about this album is memorable. The songs, the skits, and, and it's like it's production. it's aggressive, but not overly aggressive. Like a lot of yeah. the you know gangster rap at that time was it was they were pushing a little leaning too hard into it but this was like no 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 th- that's all here yeah but like we party there's playfulness and, in yeah, it I'm too fun. You know, it, yeah. yeah and like and like you know the Nas record the Illmatic record is like it's one of the most new york records you could possibly ever hear like that and like you know 36 chambers and like that like if you wanted to prop up like two pillars of 
East Coast hip hop, like that, yeah. this is the sound. This is the model that you're going for. Um, but like, you know, yeah, Doggy Style is just, uh, and you know, the the production is more varied because they're having yeah. more fun with it. You know, and Nas's record the, is uh, a purist record. The features yeah. on this are fantastic too because it's you know because I mean honestly this this album I mean it's, it's Snoop's first album but it, it comes across as just like a compilation yeah of of all the the death row uh primaries at that time they were doing you know? the no limit thing before no limit was doing it like, yeah pretty, like, pretty everybody much. on the everybody on the label get on the record go get on the record yeah. yeah uh and you do have some some east coast uh influence on that album too because yeah. uh what's his name uh oh shit what was those east coast kids shit you know what i'm talking about east coast uh, on doggy style List. Uh, they were part of a EP. I think EPMD found. Oh, come on! What the fuck? <laughs> uh, shit. Okay. Uh, oh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Okay. So that's the uh. Dramatics. Oh, Lil Malik. Oh, illegal. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Illegal. Yeah. They only, yeah. He's on Pump Pump. Uh, you know, the Dramatics, the Nade Dog, Warren G, Corrupt, you know, Rage, RBX. Man. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm just looking. I mean, the Shizdick. <clears throat> I mean, that song alone. So good. It's so good. Yeah. And this, wow, I'm looking at the total length. This actually calculates the length. This album. For as many tracks as this, I mean, it includes skits. It is a tight hour, wow. fifty-four minutes. Wow, Doggy Style is not on title. No, that's a bunch no, of bullshit. No, it's not. I don't know. I so Snoop, you know, he, he, bought, he bought Death Row, yeah, Death Row. So I know I've that's, a lot of the catalog is not available. Like I don't even think you can even buy a lot of like on like digitally. I thought that I thought albums. that had been like settled and everything was going to be up for streaming. Yeah, I I'm not I don't know if he has some kind of plan in place, which is why he wanted to kind of, you know, kind of delist a lot of that stuff. Yeah. But yeah. Huh. But yeah, man, that that's a tough choice, and uh, Illmatic is amazing, like really amazing. Yeah, yeah, and and that's the thing, like that's what makes this fun and also difficult. Yeah. Like I love Illmatic, I really do. You know, put this up against any other album, I mean, Illmatic will probably win. But outside of the greatness of Doggy Style. Again, it goes back to emotion. Like I just, I just remember that time yeah. uh, period as well when this album came out, and like it was an event. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, and even you know, it's yeah. like even like, and it's represented even in like the album artwork. You know, like Nas's record is very understated. You know, kind of monochromatic, and then you know Snoop Dogg's record is crazy colorful and yeah. and way over the top, um, and silly and and interesting and you know so there's there was just that element that's like oh this is it's more exciting over here even though this other thing uh is is closer to the roots of what this genre is um yeah that's yeah i mean because yeah i mean illmatic like you said i mean it, it at the, the, the first time that i heard illmatic i had never been to new york but after had but he paints such yeah. a vivid picture yeah. of uh-oh Test, test, test. Why did it stop? 
I think I stopped recording. <laughs> what happened? Well, I didn't press spacebar. I don't know. We'll have to figure it. Or maybe I did. <laughs> ah, damn it! Did you? When did it stop? I don't. I, I don't. Well, I don't know what, what I would have done. Send me what you have, and then we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. All right. Shit. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I would just say yeah. Not having been to New York at that time, like it felt. He paid such a vivid picture where it's like I, like listening to his, you know, the production, his lyrics, like I felt transported. Yeah. Uh, to his block where I felt, you know, like I was there. Yeah. You know. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, he's one of the greatest storytellers and writers of all time. Yeah. An amazing voice, incredible voice. Um, Snoop Dogg too, especially at that era. Like you'd never heard a voice like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, very melodic. Yeah. Uh, hey, I'm the Dio double Chisso. Like, he yeah. was like, what? What's happening here? This is crazy. Yeah. Well, all right, man. That was good. This went way longer than I thought it would. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I need to hit up the gym yeah. pretty soon before it gets too late. Let me see how my Raiders did. I got to go check on Grayson. Hopefully he didn't burn the house down. Oh, what's he doing right now? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's playing Minecraft. Father of the year over here. He's playing Minecraft. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was shit. Well, yeah, sorry, I've kept it. No, so no, long, it's man. all good. It's all good. Um, I get to do something for me every once in a while. It's fine. <laughs> what do you, What are you guys doing the rest of the day? Um, I got to work out. Uh, he had like a low fever last night, so I don't know if I'll no. give him a boxing lesson today. But if he's feeling all right, then we'll we'll kick box. And I had a boxing lesson yesterday. Nice. How's he doing with that? Yeah. Uh, you know, I feel I have some some days are better than others. Yeah. Uh, I thought yesterday was all right. You know, um, yeah, it's, I enjoy it. I mean, I love my boxing day. Good, man. You know, uh, it's like one of the, I mean, I love all my workouts, but that one, I don't know, like something extra. Yeah. There's something extra for me. Yeah. You know? And that never goes away. I mean, I've been training for 22 years. I have good days and bad days still too. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's it. Uh, got to make lunch right now or soon. And then, um, yeah, just hang out. Maybe we'll do some sculpting. Watch, oh, nice. watch a movie or something. Cool. Yeah, man. All right. All right, brother. Well, uh, it's been a pleasure, uh, like always. As always. Uh, rate and review on iTunes. Like and subscribe wherever we are. Follow us on Twitter at Bombcast Podcast. There's a link there for our merch. We have new merch coming soon. I'm still working on it. Um, buy a shirt or a, you know, a, whatever, tea cozy or something. Yeah, somebody buy a shirt. I can't. I tote, I can't be buying shirts for tote bag. <laughs> for, I can't be the only one just buying shirts for everybody. I got a shirt. Grayson and I both have shirts. Nice. Um, yeah, and that's that. Uh, we'll see you next week for whatever the hell we end up talking about. Yeah. Peace. Peace. Bombcast.